Live from the Brainswell Media Studios in Augusta, Georgia, this is the Ryan Dorn Sales and Marketing Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the team at 032outsourcing.com. Increase productivity and profitability by outsourcing business tasks to free up your time. Talk to Mike over at 032outsourcing.com. Now, your coach, your mentor, your host, he's still selling every day, Emmy-winning sales and marketing coach, Ryan Dorn. What's going on, friends and fans? And this week, we're focusing in on your LinkedIn connections. Now, you might be saying to yourself, you know, Ryan, I use LinkedIn. I think I'm effective on LinkedIn. And I want to share with you one of the the tools that I use to be able to get further faster with people on LinkedIn. Now, what I like to do is connect with current clients, connect with past clients, and make sure I'm connected and following companies either of interest or companies I want to engage with. But when you reach out with a connection request, there's the ability for you, at least for sure when you're on the desktop version, to make sure you're including some type of note with your connection request. The reason this is important is because if you want to grow your network effectively, you need to make sure that the right people are in your network. And if you want them to actually accept your connection request, they need to feel like there's some value they're going to get from that connection. So let's back up just real briefly. Let's talk about your profile. So if you're like me in the sales business and your profile is dripping with sales, sales mention, sales in your title, all those types of things, everything says sales. If you're reaching out to a prospect or new client or even past client and they see a salesperson pop up as a connection request, most people aren't going to accept it, decline it or whatever because most people don't mind buying stuff. They just hate being sold. And we as salespeople definitely have a sales process that we like to work people through. So it might start with to increase your connection request, uh, request your connection request status, which you might consider doing is changing your title and updating your profile so you don't come across as quite being so salesy. Okay, that's the first step. Second step would be find the client you want to connect with, follow them for sure to make sure you're not missing updates and things like that. Then when you connect with them, you want to create a little note that you include as that connection request that talks about the value that they will receive from accepting your connection request. So the reason that I would say 90 some percent of the time people accept my connection requests is because it the note says something like this. It might say, for example, hi, Bonnie, love to connect to share marketing advice, research and strategies and other information helpful in growing your business something along those lines so you notice that little note is very value based and value driven so when the when the request comes in and they see that note they'll say to themselves oh okay well it sounds like this might be interesting and they'll click accept now what i don't do and i know some of you do and you just i wouldn't do this what i don't do, use is linkedin's automation tools that as soon as somebody accepts it immediately sends them a linkedin message um, I don't do that because to me, that just screams of sales. Now, does it work? I suppose it does for some people. Not for me because I'm all about the humanity in the sales business. Sales humanity is putting the human element back into it. See, the problem is a lot of you are looking to work smarter and not harder. And I tell people all the time, good luck with that. Because in the sales and marketing business today, you need to be ridiculously smart 
And then you've also got to work ridiculously hard. So a lot of you are looking for tips and tricks and shortcuts. And I'm just telling you right now, as your friendly neighborhood sales coach, hey, you're going to have to be really smart about it and work really, really hard as well. There's not a lot of shortcuts to being successful in the sales business, but there is the option and the ability to be able to follow some pretty good sales advice. I try to give it to the best of my ability to be able to grow your business, to be able to grow yourself as a person and also help your network grow as well. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of LinkedIn. I feel like it's one of the best sales tools that is out there. Hey friends, my goal is really simple, to provide you tactical and practical information you can put into practice right away. Speaking of that, I'd be a pretty terrible sales coach if I didn't take my own advice, right? Hey, if you would, give me 30 seconds here to pay a few bills, take care of those people that are out there to take care of all of you. We'll be right back with your listener questions after these commercial messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by the outsourcing experts at 032outsourcing.com. Virtual employees save you time, money, increase your productivity, and ultimately your profitability too. Learn more about outsourcing today. Visit 032outsourcing.com. Your podcast host, Ryan Dorn, has his new sales book on Amazon, Audible, and at Barnes & Noble. Selling Forward, Pandemic-Tested Strategies for Sales Success has been called a must-read for every sales professional. 100% of the net proceeds from Ryan's book sales always go to the Golden Harvest Food Bank. Buy Selling Forward today at your favorite retailer. Okay, now back to the podcast. Here's your fellow sales warrior and host, Ryan Dorn. And this week, we're answering your listener questions. Send them to me, ryan at ryandorn.com. Ryan at ryandorn.com. I could have used that sign back there, right? (laughs) Keep your questions coming. I love these questions. Never forget, if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe. Watching us on YouTube, click down below to subscribe. Hit the bell button. Make sure you never miss any of our updates. All right, keep those questions coming. Next question comes from Taylor in Pennsylvania. Hey, Taylor. Ryan, I'm curious what you feel is the most important part or the pieces or parts of the total sales process. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to maximize sales. Thanks for the help. You bet, Taylor. Thanks for the question. So I feel like there are three pieces of the sales process, and I take a little bit of heat for this because I do things a little bit differently, but hey, I'd like to be different. Why not? How about you, Taylor, and everybody else? All right, so I like to work three specific lists to help me stay focused as a part of my sales process process. So obviously the traditional process is going to be uh, stoking up your pipeline, have a great pipeline, then you're going to have a prospecting process, and then you're going to have a meetings to close process. So here's what I like to do. I like to break that down a little bit. A prospect for me, okay, so having a prospecting process is really about getting a meeting. See, a lot of you, what you do is you'll keep somebody in prospect, uh, categorized in your CRM as a prospect until you close them. The problem with that is, in my opinion, Taylor, is that a lot of times you communicate differently than to a prospect than you would to somebody you're in progress with. Like after you've met with them, you're communicating with them differently, you're gonna work them a little bit differently. So my three lists, which are a part of my total sales process, my first list in my CRM is people that are prospects. These are people that are in my pipeline, I'm working them, trying to set a meeting with them. 
Okay, Taylor, once I get a meeting with them, then I change their category in the CRM or the tag or whatever it is that uh, you particularly use in your CRM. So they go from being a prospect to being in progress. I don't know why I keep doing air quotes. In progress. I'll keep it going to be consistent. In progress. So I've got my prospects that I'm trying to get a meeting with. Then once I get a meeting with them, I change them to in progress in the CRM because I'm going to be communicating to them differently. I'm going to be following up in a different way, you know, that kind of thing. See, when I'm prospecting somebody, it's voicemail, email, wait three business days. Voicemail, email, wait three business days. Well, I'm not going to do that to somebody that's in progress because I've met with them and they're at a different place in my sales process. So in progress is where I'm working about, I'm worried about having or, or focused on having great meetings with them, following up persistently, but maybe not as aggressively as when I'm prospecting and those types of things, providing information back and that kind of stuff. So my second list or my second step is in progress. As a part of that in progress, then I'm going to close them as a part of in progress. My third step in my sales process is retention. And it's one of the things I talk about all the time. Those that listen to the podcast and watch these videos online, I talk about retention all the time. That's using websites and platforms like Thanks, like uh, THNKS, like Sugarwish, sending handwritten thank you cards, remembering people around Thanksgiving, not getting lost during Christmas with, with Christmas cards, that kind of thing. Because I know that retention is super important. You're 60 to 70% more likely to re-sign somebody that's already bought from you, right? And that's statistics that you can find anywhere online if you don't if you don't believe me. So Taylor, those are the three pieces of my sales process in kind of big buckets. And then inside of each of those buckets are little kind of things that I'm doing, but maybe we could cover those on a separate video and a separate podcast. So Taylor, thanks for reaching out. Those are the three pieces of my sales process. And I'd encourage you to consider that as well. Next question comes from David in Arlington, Virginia. David, I was just in Arlington, Virginia. Let's go get some coffee together or a cocktail. All right, David's question. Is there a way to determine when you have sales issues where these sales issues lie in the total sales process? I'm concerned right now because we can't quite figure out why we're not making goal as a team. Your advice is appreciated. So David, this is a great question and it's going to be tough for me in a couple of minutes just to answer it, but I'm going to do my best, but I'd like to offer you something, David from Virginia, and you know who you are. Reach out to me. I'd like to offer you 30 minutes of my time absolutely free because I feel like this is a detailed enough question that you've got something that we need to talk about. Uh, so my gift from me to you, David, uh, reach out to me via email. We'll get you on the calendar. Okay. So here's the pieces of most sales apparati, apparatus, what do you say, apparati? I don't know. Here's, here's the pieces of the sales puzzle, okay? So for me, the first is whatever your product is. So if you're having sales problems, like, do you have a good product? If the answer is yes, okay, you can move on to the next piece of the puzzle. The second piece, if you've got a good product, you need to be asking yourself, okay, so do we have the right people? Are the right salespeople in place? And we can use assessments. I, mean, I wouldn't probably use a DISC assessment to determine if you have the right people in place. I think I would use something like the Harrison assessment. Happy to help you with that also, David, to determine, hey, do we have the right people with the right joy characteristics? Um, do we have the right people on the bus? Okay, so you got a good product. Okay, check. 
Do you have the right people? I think we can figure that out. Okay, then the third thing is going to be, as it relates to it, your process. I mean, what does your sales process look like? Uh, do you manage sales in your CRM? Um, are you doing prospecting in progress and selling and retaining these people correctly? So you gotta be asking yourself, hey, you know, is there a process problem? And then the fourth thing that you wanna think about is the pricing piece. So is your price right? Um, is the boss giving you a price that makes no sense in the market? Maybe are you too cheap? In some circumstances, I see some of my coaching clients, especially sort of some in manufacturing, aviation, engineering, that sometimes they're too cheap and it makes somebody go, wait a minute, if I can get them to do it for 50 bucks, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So those are the P's, if you will. So the first is gonna be product. Okay, do you have a good product? Okay, yes. People, do you have the right people? Yes. What does your process look like, your sales process? Are you monitoring in a CRM? Are you hosting meetings effectively? You know, that kind of, you know, that kind of piece of the of the puzzle. So product, you get your people, you got your process, and then you really got to focus on that for you know what what is the what's the price look like? I mean is the price does it make sense? If all four of those are yes, 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 then I don't quite know what your problem would be. Something in that piece is messed up. It could be the wrong product at the wrong time in the wrong market. It could be the wrong people that are on the bus that you think are great or they maybe they're, they are or they aren't so we can figure that out. The process, I mean, what's your process look like? Is there really, is there a process? Or is everybody doing their, you know, kind of their own thing? And then, you know, kind of in the end, you just got to really ask yourself, okay, is, what's the pricing piece like? Maybe you're too expensive, too cold, too hot, you know, where are you at with that? So David, love you to reach out to me. We can talk about it further. It's a pretty detailed discussion, but those are the main guts of what I'd be looking at personally and for my team if we were potentially having some type of problem reaching our sales goals. Now, before all of you go down below, start hating on me for um, giving comments like, oh, there's so much more to sales. I mean, I get it. I understand. But try to explain the total sales process in less than three minutes, friends. You'll understand the challenge that I'm in. I am here to help because I recognize, friends, that sales isn't easy. If everybody was doing it, you know, um, we wouldn't be so special. And we're all special people out there in the sales business. So never forget, this is a hard but very rewarding job. And that, friends, is the podcast for this week. We'll see you back here in two weeks. But hey, if you don't press pause or stop or fast forward or whatever, guess what? Another podcast all about sales and marketing will come your way very soon. Ryan Dorn saying thank you so much. God bless you. Get out there and sell something. If I can be of help, reach out to me, ryandorn.com. All right, we'll see you in two weeks.